0: Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Today, we will be joined by Miles McPherson. He's a pastor in San Diego and was also an NFL player uh, with the San Diego Chargers. I asked him how the fans are doing in San Diego since their their Chargers left them to, to go to LA, uh, and and he brought up some other uh, great points about prayer and about our mind. And, and I think you'll enjoy the conversation uh, that we had together backstage at the Man Up Charlotte conference. And hopefully you've enjoyed our other three podcasts that we did backstage as well with Thomas Davis, Mike Tomlin, and Eugene Robinson. And so today's the final one uh, from that day. So it, it's been a lot, of, a lot of fun being able to share those conversations with you. Uh, if you haven't signed up to get our email devotional, uh, I hope you'll do that on our website, unpackingit.com. It uh, goes out Monday through Friday, and we didn't do it on the 4th, uh, 4th of July. We don't do it on holidays usually, um, so, uh, but we'd love for you to, to be a part of that, uh, basically just an encouragement. It takes a current sports story and relates it to the Bible. Also, be sure to check out our two-minute timeout in our podcast feed as well, uh, and so we do those each week. But right now, let's jump in, stick around. At the end of the interview, I'll give you some of my thoughts on what Miles McPherson had to say, but here we go. He spent four years in the NFL with the San Diego Chargers in the 80s and is now the senior pastor for one of the nation's largest churches, the Rock Church in San Diego that he started in 2000. He's written two books, Do Something, Make Your Life Count, and God in the Mirror, He's uh he's a part of Man Up today, and he joins us now on Unpacking It. Miles, appreciate you being a part of this. Hey, it's great to be here. Great to be here. And and I we were talking before you love being on the radio, so it's fun to to have a guy who appreciates yeah, it. You know, it's like little kids they want to ride on the uh, the uh, uh, fire truck. I like having headphones on and
1: talking. I love
0: it. it. <laughs> well, we, we, we heard you on the stage, and so now we're uh, we're backstage uh, talking a little bit, and, and I want to talk about man man up and and part of your message for today but when you look back at your career in the NFL how would you define it in in a in a simple way how would you define your career um
1: you know it was a lot of fun it was two parts the first part I was not a believer and I was using cocaine and smoking marijuana running around going to clubs chasing women and then the second half the second two years I was not doing any of that, and I was going to Bible study and sharing the gospel and, and growing in my faith, and, and those were the best football years I had. Wow! Uh, so it was, it was kind of two
0: two different lives I lived. How important was it being in a locker room with with other believers, a part of a, a Bible study during those those early years of of starting to follow Jesus? Oh, it was critical. You know, my first two years I was hanging out with the druggies.
1: Man, second two years I was hanging out with the believers, hmm. and uh, you have to have guys or people, I should say, in your life that can hold you accountable. Because the guy who was discipling disciple me, he was one of the, the, my teammates, and he would, you know, give us uh, memory verses that we had to quote and memorize, and then he would ask us to quote them while we were in the locker room getting treatment, or in, or, wow. or we took an elevator up to um, we took an elevator up to practice because we our locker room was in the basement of the stadium, so we had to take an elevator, and we'll be in the elevator with. You know, 20 guys jammed in. He said, okay, brother, what's your memory verse? Man. <laughs> so that, that cool. was great.
0: Well, and so even during that, that transition, you're hanging out with one, one side of the team and then the other side of the team. How, how did the, the, the previous side treat you and, and kind of see this, this new change in you and the transformation that was taking place? Yeah, the transformation was
1: was undeniable. And they, they, they had a respected because, you know, I'm using cocaine, and party, and the next thing I'm not. Cursing, I'm the next thing I'm not. Wow! And I stopped doing cocaine in one day, and, and actually I stopped cursing and hanging out at the club and and doing cocaine in one day. Wow! And my best friend at the time, who I was doing all that with, you know, he he, th- there was just no denying something radical happened. And then I'm in the in, you know, in the locker room and going to Bible study and talking about Jesus, and they're like, you know, what's up with this? Hmm. And so they had they
0: had no choice but to respect it. Wow, that's incredible. We're talking with Miles McPherson, a pastor of the Rock Church, former San Diego Charger, and we're here at the Man Up Charlotte conference and gathering men today to, uh, to really just be encouraged and, and, and challenged. And, and I want to talk about that in, in just a moment. But, but as you mentioned, in one day, those things stopped. So you, you encounter Jesus, your, your, your life changes in that moment. Having been a pastor for 18 years, I guess now, that's not always the case for people. Where where things change so so quickly? So how how do you kind of n- navigate both of those uh, just kind of journeys? Where, where for some it, it takes a little bit more time for for some mm-hmm. of the the lifestyle to change or mm-hmm. to, to move past things that that held people back. You know, um, so much changed
1: in my life, and I'm sure. Well, I know everything didn't change because then I would be perfect. Well, right? yeah. So, That's right. but the but the big thing is the cocaine. The uh, the drugs, the party, and that all stopped in one day. Got back with my girlfriend that day. Uh, it was a, it was a very conscious decision. A lot of times, the big things are are easier. It's a little, you know, it's easier to. Um, I'm not going to go to the club. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get high anymore. Um, and but there's a lot of little things in your life that linger on for the rest of your life. But uh, I see a lot of people who struggle. Day to day with decisions about following God, and I get that because there's things I still struggle with as well. But I just made a conscious decision. I had been thinking about it for a long time. I got to stop doing this cocaine. It's it's killing me. It's it's ruining my life. And, and you know, I knew it was wrong. And for two years, I was just mulling in my head and my mm-hmm. heart. You know, so it wasn't like it came out of the blue. Yeah, gotcha. And so it was a decision, even though it was a radical change. Yeah. Um, uh, but people, I think people don't realize the power they have. Uh, in their mind, mm. to make a decision, and they they they're waiting for some light to shine from heaven and mm. just change their their desire mm. when you have to make a decision like people people who work out, for example, everybody that I know that works out and gets in shape, they only get in shape when they are able to make a decision to push past where their body says "Stop mm. their body's saying "Stop mm-hmm. i don 't want to do this anymore." <laughs> Not only do I not want to go to the gym or go put my sneakers on, I want to stop right now. And you have to make a decision, no, you're going to do what I say. You're going to be my slave. So hmm. we, all, we, all, we all do that. It's just a matter of applying it to you know, things that God tells us to do.
0: Yeah. No. And I, well, I just think people use the excuse that, oh, I'm just still struggling with things, whereas there is the, the power available to us, like you, like you talked about. Where where things can change, God can dramatically change us, and
1: yeah, we don't give a, we don't give ourselves enough credit about what we can actually make a decision to do. That's right. Um, so they just say, "Well, I'm still struggling." That's a code for. Um, I don't want what, to give it up. Sometimes, I don't give it yeah. up, or, yeah.
0: or I'm lazy, or there's a lot of different reasons. Yeah, exactly. No, so that's, that's a cool perspective. Miles McPherson, uh, pastor and former NFL player, here at Man Up Charlotte. And so you gave a great message th- this morning to the men and and for our listeners today on unpacking it and, and people watching the the video. What was your your key hope or or theme that that you wanted guys to to take away from today? Yeah. Uh, to be a forgiving,
1: loving dad for the ones who are dads. Um, as a son, to receive the forgiveness of the father, mm. you know, and some of the guys in there you know, I led them in a prayer to forgive their dad their earthly dad, and some of right. them have some birds, when, and there were a lot of guys in there who resonated with that as I asked them how many you know, said the prayer to forgive their earthly dad of stuff, and a lot of guys did. So it was really, you know, how can I be a, a loving father? What is the example in the Bible of a loving father? It was the father who forgave the son and took all his money and wasted it, um, and and then to be that to some kid in your in your world, whether it's your kid or or your, or, or a relative, a nephew, niece, or a neighbor, mm. you know, or some kid you don't even is not related to you and you don't even know you you're going to end up mentoring somewhere.
0: That's awesome. No, it was a powerful message, and and even as we were wearing man up shirts what what does that phrase mean to you man up how does that how does that play out
1: you know fulfill the responsibility that god gave you and also you know men are made to shoulder um burdens and take responsibility and um walk through walls mm. and so you know, stop making excuses and do what God created you to do.
0: I asked Eugene Robinson this earlier, but but when you look at today's man and, and you've got a large congregation filled with men and, and take a look at society and you, you, whether it's a NFL player, a football player, just a, an average sports fan like me, what what do you notice as far as a concern about today's man? What, what maybe troubles you the most or your heart breaks for today's man? Well, I think our culture is a culture of it's all about me.
1: Hmm. It's like Burger King, you know, you can have it your way. <laughs> Instead of Home Depot, we can help you. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. So I think people are all about them, and you know, they deserve this, they deserve that. It's not their fault, and you know, they're not don't they want to take responsibility. So I think that that is the most frustrating thing um, to see guys just not um, be responsible mm. with what they've been given.
0: Wow. Miles McPherson, our guest right now, on Unpacking It at the Man Up Charlotte Conference. And, and so you're in San Diego. The Chargers left you guys, though. So yeah. what, what's the relationship like now with the L.A. Chargers and, and you being a former San Diego Charger yourself? Well, I have a lot of friends still there at the team. Um, uh, it's very
1: sad they left. It was it was. It was like someone died in San Diego. wow, it was really bad. So the fans genuinely care. I mean this was a oh yeah, yeah, it was bad, it was bad. it was it was really bad it, it, and it's bad. They're gone, yeah. and they're not coming back in our lifetime, and uh, I just still have friends there and friends on the team and the front office coaches and everything, but they're an hour and a half away um, uh, in a good day, and they just have no association with the city so and and their fan base there is very small. You know, it's it's it's. I feel for the team, the players, and the and the staff because San Diego was a community. Mm. They had a community that loved them, embraced them completely, uh, that owned their well being. And they're up there. They're kind of in the middle of a sea of humanity with Orange County and LA County, which is millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, and millions of people. Yep. And cars. Lots and going on hours and of traffic, and and there's no. There's not a big fan base there for them. So
0: I feel bad for, you know, the, the players and the, and the staff. So I'm a Charlotte-Tian, and so our Charlotte Hornets left us. They went to New Orleans, and I stopped rooting for them. Right. So do you find that, that fans in San Diego, oh, totally. they're still rooting for the Chargers, oh, or no, 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 they've no. given up? Yeah, but most of them just gave up. Because, wow. you know, that's I mean, hard. I mean, yeah. you followed Philip Rivers for so many years, and yeah. now he's yeah.
1: Well, I, I really can't. I, I, oh, I shouldn't say. that. I know a lot of fans are just we're just mad. Yep, I can relate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're just mad. We're just mad. I'm sure there are still fans that go up there, but you know, if you go to their game, their stadium's thirty thousand seats, twenty five thousand seats, and the games are half the other team. Yeah, and the stadium's not even full. Yep. So there may be 23,000 people there and 12,000, you know, 15,000 are the other team. So versus having 50,000. When I went to the the very last Charger game that I went to in the stadium in San Diego, they played the Raiders. And it was after they decided to leave. I believe they had decided to leave. This is no exaggeration. There were probably 65,000 people there and there were about 58,000 Raider fans. Oh. It was black and gold. Black and silver. Wow. And it was in the San Diego. And when the Raiders came on the field, the stadium erupted cheering for them. When the Chargers came on, it erupted booing them oh. in San Diego. So that was one of the last experiences in San Diego. It was horrible. Man. I, I, I videotaped it. Oh, you did? On, on my phone. I was on the field. and I, I was like, this is horrible. Um, I can't remember if they had decided to leave or they it was imminent. But it was at least eminent. But I believe yeah. it might have been after they decided. But, yeah, the whole stadium was
0: black. Man, that's devastating for a fan base. Oh, my goodness. Well, it was,
1: dev- well, it was devastating for the, for the
0: team. Yeah, for the players yeah, out there. Well, yeah, field. the fans yeah, yeah. were having a great time. You know? Well, yeah, the Raiders <laughs> fans were loving it. Yeah. Miles McPherson, our, our guest right now. And, and, and final question, uh, we'll switch from, from sports to, to faith. As a pastor, you're, you're, you're teaching and encouraging others for you personally, what has God been teaching you? What, what have you been learning and, and, and what's been on, on your heart personally? Pray. Hmm. Uh, pray and you know God's been telling
1: me to believe for more. Wow. You know, um, pretty much that. To, to pray and believe for more. Um, God wants to do something. He wants to do big things through people. And you know he's basically challenging me to be one of those people. He says, "Yeah, you know we've done some stuff, but I want I, I want I want next level." This is him talking to me. Yeah. So uh,
0: practically, when it comes to prayer, has anything uh, shifted or yeah. or just your perspective changed? Time, time. Hmm. So I have just some time and prayer accountability
1: dues, and we try to put in a lot of time. You know, we we text each other and and so time in presence of God. I know a lot of people think, well, you don't need to pray a long time. Yes, you do. Yeah. The more time you spend in His presence, the more transformation is going to happen. Obviously, got to be quality time, but, um, to schedule, uh, as much time, you know, hour, two hours, one guy, three hours a day or whenever you can. So you got to get up early and you got to, you know, take, turn the TV off and block everything out and, and, you know, pray, read, worship, sit in silence, something, man, that's awesome. That, that's what he tell me.
0: Well, that's a, that's a good word and encouragement for all of us today from Miles McPherson, pastor of the Rock Church in San Diego and, and former Charger and, and one of the keynote speakers here at Man Up Charlotte, uh, an awesome conference taking place right now. So, Miles, we appreciate you joining us here on Unpacking It and, and wish you the best. God bless you. Thank you. All right. Thanks all right. a lot. He's Miles McPherson. I'm Bryce Johnson, and this is Unpacking It. Good stuff from Miles, and, and he's smooth. He's a smooth guy, and I thought he had a lot of good stuff to share with us today, and the the couple big takeaways that I had, the, the first one, sports-related, I can relate, like I said, as a Charlotte Hornets fan, to watch them leave, go to New Orleans, I was done with them, and I was done with them before they left, too, in a lot of ways, um, I remember going to one game in particular being an angry fan and so so it was interesting to hear how the Raiders fans overtook the stadium in San Diego that was that was pretty wild uh, I never experienced that at a Hornets game necessarily uh, maybe if the Bulls came to town um, but that that was man that was pretty wild to, to hear him talk about it but it's so hard to lose a franchise and as outsiders we just think oh well you know the chargers are now in la and you know no big deal but those fans like you think about your own fandom and the deep rooted you know cheering that you've had all these years you, you grow up you have all those memories and and philip rivers he's been there forever think about all those fans that have watched him all these years um it's pretty it's pretty wild so um I, I, I appreciate him sharing some of that uh, just to get some insight as, a, as a, a guy in San Diego. And then the two spiritual takeaways, the, the first one, when he was talking about how important it is for our mind to to make changes, and, and I do think this is a, a dual responsibility or you know we, we have to do something on our own, but ultimately God changes us and he's the one that does the transforming, but we've got to open ourselves up and, and be willing to change our mind about the things that we do in life about our behavior and to say yeah i'm not going to do that anymore i'm a new creation that's the old me and and to really shift our mind and so you look in romans where it says be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will and so he wants us to be obedient he wants us to follow his ways and and so it was it was you know neat to hear miles in one day say, hey, I gave up cocaine, gave up swearing, it was done, his mind shift shifted, his heart changed, and God began to work in him and continues to work in him. Uh, and in, in multiple areas, those two changed right away. And for some people, like we talked about, it, it does happen right away, but, but it starts with a mentality to say, yeah, I'm moving on. Uh, that's, that's, I'm done with that. I don't want that anymore. I've got, I've got new New mentality, new desires, and, and God is, is working in me. So I thought that was really good. And then also, when he was talking about prayer, it's just always a great reminder that, that we we just take prayer for granted, but we get to talk to the creator of the universe, the almighty, the powerful, loving God that, that we have access to because of Jesus, and he loves us, and he wants to share his heart with us through his word, through uh, prayer and and through you know just communicating with him but we got to take the time we've got to be focused we've got to block everything else out to really have a a fruitful prayer life and it's got to be an ongoing conversation as well so uh so i thought that was uh just challenging to hear from miles so we'd love to know your thoughts about today's podcast you can send me an email bryce at unpacking it.com. Really appreciate the encouragement when I hear from you guys. And, and so uh, it just keeps, keeps me going, keeps this show going. So, so shoot me an email. Let me know what you think. Bryce at unpackingit.com. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast as well as our devotional. And you can go to our website, unpackingit.com. Well, this has been the Unpacking It podcast where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you have a wonderful day.